peace world I'm going to jump right into another episode Well thank you for joining me If you've clicked on this um, Thanks for checking in with another episode of It's Always Personal I'm the host of the show My name is Wood um, You want to check me out on socials Really uh, just Instagram At waterbed Underscore Reg R-E-G uh, Quick housekeeping note I would appreciate it immensely if, um, you know, if you check out the podcast here and there, you take a second to rate or review it wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, especially um, on, on uh, Apple podcast. Take a second. Give me that four or five star rating. <laughs> I'd appreciate it a lot. Um, you send text messages. I imagine we're in 2021. I, I imagine that you do shoot out text messages. Uh, if you left a word uh, comment on the show, it could it could basically be the equivalent of a text message. Doesn't have to be all that in depth or uh, thoughtful. It could just be like this blankety blank. Don't know what the f he's talking about. You know, it could be that simple. <laughs> um, but no, seriously. Um, as I continue to do this, any kind of feedback would be would be uh, you know greatly appreciated. And it's kind of like leaving, leaving some breadcrumbs to help me figure out future shows, future topics and whatnot. So uh, it, it just takes a second. Again, if you've listened to two or more episodes and it means anything, you know, the stuff that I'm talking about or the authenticity I'm trying to pedal or sell, I guess, uh, you know, just it helps out. It helps out. That's all I can really say. Let me see. So today's show, you know, I had a, um, I had a, I had an invite out there, a podcast uh, interview request out there for a gentleman. I believe he's an educator in Chicago, and I followed him on Instagram a couple of weeks back. And him and like four other brothers is like big in education and wanted to do something about uh, black men teaching. The importance of that And so on and so forth And I sent this cat a, He had some post And I was like man I really would like to just You know I really would like to holler at you about, I used to want to be a teacher And a high school basketball coach History teacher and high school basketball coach Was really what I wanted to do A long way <laughs> A long way away from that But that's what I wanted to do Might be a travesty Honestly um, But I asked this brother, you know, he had this really thoughtful, uh, you know, Instagram post and against my better judgment, <laughs> my foolish, my foolish ambition and judgment, I hit the brother up and was like, Hey, um, man, all the shootings last week in Chicago or from, uh, July 4th, that weekend, like a hundred something shootings. Uh, I think it'd be real dope if I could get a, you know, 15, 20 minutes with you and just talk about you being there in person and then being involved in Chicago um, city. What is it? Public Chicago, public city, public school system, whatever it is. Um, I really just like your insight, man. We could keep it brief. I just like to holler at you. Never heard shit back. And uh, 
That's what it is. And then I realized, you know, shame on me. You know, I realized that a lot of people on social media, like I, I said last week with podcasts, man, the podcast has just become an extension of show, of a social media account. You know? And a lot of people that have social media accounts and are doing a lot of stuff and a lot of posting and branding and all of that type of stuff on social media, now they have moved on. If, if you're not going live, if you're not doing reels, which I don't even know what the hell a reel is, if you're not doing some of this stuff, then you're then some people have just moved on to do straightforward, just do podcasts. And it's great. It's great. I, you know, and, and so when you're reaching out to different people, of course, I'm not going to come on your podcast or, or, you know, give give you help, give, you know, your platform any light or. I'm just not going to waste my I'm just not going to waste my time I, I, I say my thing on my own platform And don't need to do it on yours So and, and everybody's time is important So I don't even take it personal anymore um, I just thought Based on what he posted I thought we could build off of that And I could make the point that I was trying to make And I could add to my content uh, Like I said I can't promise anybody any numbers I, You know no boost Invisibility, you know, I, I and it, it becomes a time um, proposition. You know, what's the ROI on giving me fifteen to twenty minutes? So I get it. So um, I don't even know what the hell I was just talking about. But oh, so it's just me again this week, and I'm gonna reiterate. So you know, the topics that I'm getting ready to get into, man, I'm gonna talk about a little bit of cycling. Um, and then I'm gonna reiterate. I gotta go. I gotta go and circle back around to a bunch of things that I talked about last week because I learned some new stuff and kind of need to clean up some things that I said or just point out a couple a detail or two about what I said. So we're gonna be back on Maria Taylor versus Rachel Nichols over at ESPN. I talked about that last week. I learned one new detail there that I wasn't aware of last week when I spoke on that topic. A uh, new continuing on with Shakari Richardson, the U.S. sprinter who was left off of the. Well, I don't want to give. I don't want to lead with the with the detail, but uh, the Olympic, the U Team USA made a decision on what to do with her this week. Um, I'm going to touch base on that. I'm also going to touch base on this Gwen Berry, who was the the black hammer thrower. Some sounds funny about that but that's the event that she participated in was the hammer throw uh, but she turned her back on the uh on the u.s on the the united states or the u.s the national anthem um she made a statement about it and i just think she didn't say the wrong thing she didn't give the wrong justification of why she chose to do what she wanted to do and her her form of protest but that's just one of those difficult things in, in, in the world that um, it, it takes a lot to, to, under, to, to for the uh, cooler heads to prevail and understand her side of it. And kind of the difficulties or the, the just the challenge where we are for black people sometimes... It's not. I don't want to bring this up to make it about me complaining or whatever. It's just this um, kind of this dichotomy that you just, as a black person in America, it's just 
it's just this this it's just you always had this reminder. I'm not saying it's unfair. It's somebody un, uh, unfairly made it that way intentionally. Is it's just a weird it's just a weird existence. It just is. I'm gonna talk about Maya Moore at the ESP. At the uh, she received the Arthur Ashe ESPY award last night, I believe, and some nasty comments that I heard about Maya Moore, who's a fabulous, who seems to be a fabulous person to me. Um, if you know anything about Maya Moore, you know she was a a, um, a collegiate champion while at uh, the University of Connecticut. Uh, she's been in had been in the WNBA took off last season because she got involved with this legal case for this brother. I think his name is Jonathan Irons. I talked about this several months ago when she like spearheaded Jonathan Irons being released from prison when he was wrongfully uh, convicted for like 20 something, uh, 20 something years sentence, 25 years sentence. And she spearheaded getting his brother freed, And then Subsequently, the two got married. And so she took time away. She just halted her career to see that through. And that was the reason why she won the award. The main reason. But it was it was some nasty stuff that was said on her, said about her on Instagram. And it was like, see, you can be out here doing the most important shit in the world, and some simple-minded ass idiot opens their mouth. While grown folks are talking and living So we'll get into that Um, And then I'm just going to talk my shit So roll along with me It'll probably be some breaks in here Especially when I get to the uh, Maya Moore I want you to hear this speech that she gave Um, It just lets me know Like I think women in general, but sisters, man, sometimes can be so much more mature. I I talked about masculinity and maturity last week, but sometimes sisters can be so much more mature. And I think that's always been the school of thought, a school of thought that's been out there is that women or females mature quicker than men or males. I just like what she said, man. I don't know if I necessarily agree with every damn thing that she said, but I like that she was able to say it. Cause some of the brothers that's talking here and there, man, they, don't, they can't really say shit. They don't really have shit to talk about, especially outside of their profession or their sport. I tell you, I showed you last week how LeBron's, you know, some of his tweets are fucked up, and you know the grammar is questionable, and it's easy for people to make fun of it and, and weaponize it and tear it apart and shit. And it's like this shit that Maya Moore said was just emblematic of somebody that was on a collegiate campus for like three or four years. And we know women tend to tend to be at school, you know, WNBA players tend to be at school three or four years versus, you know, the males that only had to had the one and done shit. So that makes kind of sense that she was able to say what she had to say. Um, so that's it. So, couple of quick things in the world of sports all this shit is gonna kind of tie together oh what i did want to start with and maybe i might do this i've been i pointed to some scripture like an episode or two ago a couple episodes before that i was talking about this this definition 
of, of a word. I can't remember what I was doing, what definition I was reading, but um, the word for the day. I don't even. This ain't no segment that's gonna re- or something that's really gonna become a segment or whatever or you know a part of every show, but agenda. Nowadays we have made we just shit that we disagree with, don't understand, dislike, or bristle against. Like we just we just write it off as an agenda, and agenda has this negative connotation. Like if you if you have an agenda to like you on some shit, you know, and I need to tune you out, or you know, or you you trying to do something, you trying to overthrow something, you trying to influence something. Something just we just throw agenda out there like it's the most negative shit in the world nowadays. So I want I was like, let me see what what an agenda, what the word really means. This is in this. I'm if you can hear me flipping these flipping these pages. I'm actually looking in a real real dictionary. Got this for uh for a Christmas present from my wife, maybe seven eight years ago. A real dictionary. It's, this joint is like three and a half inches thick. It's, it's, it's a dictionary, you know. It doesn't get updated every since it's a book. You know, it just doesn't get updated randomly. It's an it's a, it's a hardcover dictionary. Uh, Webster's, I believe. Yeah, Webster's New World. Um, agenda. Program of things to be done. Specifically. A list of things to be dealt with at a meeting. Hear me close the dictionary. Uh, Agenda is not necessarily, it's not inherently a bad thing. Putting that on the floor. It's not a bad thing for someone to have an agenda. Now their agenda might be on some, some, some bullshit. You know. That's true. But just to have an agenda is not the worst thing in the world. It's a way to present something and to go about that presentation of whatever it is or introducing that or what you want to do with that. So uh, I don't know why I'm pointing that out there, but I I guess with Maya Moore, uh, maybe that's why that was that word just resonated with me. So anyway, moving on, man. Before I get into this, my cycling part of the thing, my cycling update. Uh, shout out to Ashley Barty. I think she became the first Australian to win, maybe the first women's Australian to win uh, Wimbledon, but definitely the first Australian. And I could do better with my detail on what. <laughs> On what she's the first of from Australia regarding Wimbledon, but she won. She's the number one player right now. She uh, had what I think it was straight sets against Pliskova. I think was the the challenger's name or the runner-up's name. Pretty good match. I like Ash Barty. Um, I checked that out today or yesterday on uh, Friday or Saturday. But anyway, I enjoyed the game. Shout out to her on doing her thing. Obviously, that's something that's going to be on my radar because of the fact that Naomi Osaka chose to skip. Chose to skip uh, Wimbledon. I just finished watching uh, Novak Djokovic win his 20th slam or open. You know, however you want to look at it. But his 20th 
major title, tying him with uh, Rafa and uh, Roger Federer. He defeated uh, Barantini, Matteo Barantini. Lost the dropped the opening set and then won the next three. Pretty good match. I really like Djokovic, man. He's he's a master at what he does. And uh I'm more of a Federer and um and Djokovic guy. I really don't mess with Rafa too much. I don't know why. I just never really I never really got into Rafa. But um some good some good play there. Some good play there. Um something else I wanted to say. Entertainment wise. Entertainment wise, uh, I'm, I'm I'm currently enjoying Bosch seventh and final season of Bosch on Amazon Prime Video. I am doing updates of the episodes over on my uh, Pay Me No Mind in my indie YouTube channel. Uh, for anybody that likes, you know, uh, entertainment updates, movie, TV show reviews, all that, all of that type of stuff. That's kind of what I'm doing over there. Uh, Bosch stars Titus Welliver. As, a, as Detective Harry Bosch Then also you have uh, Jamie Hector Who played Marlo Stanfield on The Wire He's his partner And uh, like I said it's, it's in it's seventh season It's You can watch it all at once I've just chosen My wife and I We've just chosen to watch it uh, Watch an watch a, uh, episode every so many days I didn't sit down and stream it uh, Or binge it I'm sorry And just get through it It is probably in my top three shows and um, what's interesting right now, the one thing that I will make a note of is that I've talked before about how Hollywood or TV film has done, has treated or handled the black character on mainstream shows. Um, you know, the, the black police officer or, you know, law enforcement per- person his personal life is usually in shambles this is you know gary darden when he was on csi uh omari hardwick was he was on this show on tnt i think it was called deep blue his his personal life was all screwed up and they don't they don't really have the white characters don't never really had this type of baggage and um that was one of the things that i loved about Hector's Jay Edgar His name is Jerry Edgar On the show There were some things going on in his personal life He was the, Him and his wife had recently gotten a divorce when we, A divorce When we met him in season one um, But they were trying to make it work For a while And he's still trying to be He was still trying to be involved in, in the lives In the life of his two sons And Being that he was dead or devoted To his career uh, it is it 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 messed up the potential for a reunion, and uh, then last year it really went over the top when he shot a character. He he shot a uh, a character that that they had had on the show for at least one season, and it was somebody that was like in organized crime back in his native uh, Haiti. I think he's from Haiti on the show. And uh, last year he ran into a situation where he did something that that was above, you know, that was kind of outside the law. And so this year he's been, and the dude ended up dead. His name was Jack Jacques Avril, I think. And um, 
as a result of him shooting Avril, and it be this year that you know in the first episode of season seven, they said that it was a, a legal shoot. So he's been cleared of any wrongdoing, but he did some dirt in, in how it went down. But now he's dealing with the after effects of that. And for his character in season seven, that choice, which he felt like it was the only way to, t- to eliminate and to rectify this man that had did so much dirt in Haiti, they called him his nickname was the butcher. He did what he felt he had to do. And Bosch had his 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 Titus Welliver as the lead character. Bosch has taken the law in his own hands previously as well. But uh, again, here with with Jay Edgar, he seems to not be able to move on from what he did, and it's affecting his relationship with his kids. Uh, it's hurting the relationship with him and his ex wife, and then his work performance is badly affected and i'm really wondering what's going to happen with jay edgar as the show closes out so anyway i'll get into that more on pay me no mind on my youtube channel uh one other thing that i wanted to mention entertainment wise entertainment wise um, oh i also checked out i would suggest that you check it out uh shack was on the earn your leisure podcast uh this past week and I've talked about the earn your leisure guys, uh, Rashad Bilal, I think is his name. And Troy Millings is the, is the actual podcast that you can find out there. And then on, on Mondays, on Monday evenings on their YouTube channel of the same name, earn your leisure. They actually had a master investor, Ian Dunlap, who comes on and talks about the, they, you know, he does, joins the show and they talk, they deal, they delve more into financial topics and investment. But Shaq was on there. I think my major takeaway from it was, you know, Rashad and, and, and Troy have obviously with where, where they, the popularity of their program, of their podcast and, and all the ground that is breaking. Uh, the show is obviously like transcended just being a, a podcast and the financial advice that they have that is useful a lot of it is actionable but as they've had these different business people on businessmen and women and these entrepreneurs and and, um, investors and those that specialize in different segments of the the financial world and whatnot they've obviously become a show you know a full-fledged entertainment podcast and so for the Shaq situation I think it was very important to hear his you know some people criticized Shaq some people thought he was a sellout for getting involved with um, Papa John's after the former CEO and founder I think his name is John Shatner or Shatner after he used the n-word you know a lot of black people was just like we just gonna cancel Papa John's altogether. And Shaq clarified some stuff there. But again, with him building this empire that he has and, and being everything that he is, I think the major takeaway is um, or the one thing that you can't overlook when you listen to a, a show like that, an episode like that. You can't leave out the fact that Shaq's athletic career 
and the sheer fact that he was born to be a seven foot one, seven foot two human being who excelled at basketball, won multiple titles, and had this great career as a um, as a as a professional athlete. A lot of us can't measure ourselves and our start, our beginnings up against how he was able to do different things. Uh, he mentioned on the show, he said he was he was at a on vacation and ran into the guy who started, who founded uh, Google and was at some kind of resort. And the, the kids, the children of that person saw Shaq and were fans and it, they approached him and it resulted in a conversation between Shaq and the founder of Google and he told Shaq about what Google was going this search engine and yada 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 and Shaq wisely gave him some money to make that shit to help that shit go somewhere and he said years later he got a bigger bag from the initial bag that he put up to help that thing go so to move on from my conversation on this the major thing that I'm hoping that people, when you're listening to the us and us everyday people, when you're listening to these shows, um, one again is time. If I was in my mid twenties, if I would have been thinking about investing in anything damn near, if you look at some of the companies that are out there now, what they are today, if I would have been investing in anything that was floating around financial circles and, and, and business circles. If I would have been invested in anything as opposed to buying Jordans and Rockaware and Sean John and Aniche and Walker Ware and Maurice Malone and all the, the shit that's no fat farm, all the shit that's no longer even in existence. I would have been better off buying Jordans and all that shit. So that would have been in the 2000s. That would have been in that would have been in the late 90s. So that's what I'm that's what my major takeaway is like you you to sit here and think that you just going to dump some money on some AMC and get rich be able to quit your job and shit. A lot of that shit is not possible. But to move us over there and now me and some of the different brothers that I encounter to be talking about investment and putting your money somewhere instead of buying the next pair, the next colorway of Jordans is a major improvement. Um, I'll keep moving on. Um, but check that out though. A different side of Shaq away from the TNT post game and pregame halftime, all that shit. Um, you know, Shaq flexes a little bit response to some some things like i said with him being called a coon and a sellout is a good conversation but you definitely you know you have again with everything we have to be media literate or information literate what's useful in listening to this podcast for me specifically versus just running your numbers up just running the the earning the earn your leisure team up giving y'all a play and liking their episode and commenting, you know, and leaving a review. What's in it for me? And I think that's the major takeaway is. Uh, and then on top of that, oh, I don't think I gave my second my number two. I said time. Number two was like, I, I said it, but I didn't 
specifically give you what my number two was. The number two point is to significantly, drastically, or radically change our habits as consumers. Needs to happen ASAP. Get away from being consumers. Look at our money that we earn as investors. Which I said last week kind of had like a tie-in to cancel culture and whatnot. Um, I really was gonna try to keep this episode at an hour. I've blown that out the way. I've blown that out the water already. Um, so before I get into like my rundown of topics, which was Maria Taylor versus Rachel Nichols, Shakira Richardson update, Maya Moore, um, cycling. I was talking to a partner. One thing, really quickly. Um, a, a partner that I ride with actually was gracious enough to listen to an episode and gave me a little bit of feedback last week. I talked about one of the brothers in the um that, that, that's in the cycling club that I'm a part of, and uh, mentioning by name, uh, it's very rare, it's almost impossible that you would know him. I don't, I don't even know if he does social media anymore, but I mentioned something about him and his maritals. Uh, status or situation and another brother the brother that listened to the episode was like you know man Reggie maybe you shouldn't have spoken on his put his business out there and I'm like mm, well. so anyway I'm not that's really not an argument I'm, I'm not what I do want to say is I spoke of his situation because I hadn't heard a brother talk about what his marriage meant to him the way that he had and what keeping his family unit around meant to him. Cause I, I've said this before. We don't get a lot of great as black men, as black men. Yes. A black topic. We don't get a lot of great. Uh, we don't get a lot of encouragement. We don't get a lot of, of, of great models and examples. We don't get a lot of great attitudes towards the concept of marriage. We don't we don't get a lot of we don't have a lot of great archetypes of what a what a husband is, what a, who happens to be black. Not even going to touch the whole Bill Cosby thing and and, and, and uh, Cliff Huxtable and the people going out against the Cosby show, whether or not we will, we should watch that anymore. But um, but just mentioning that there haven't been you get out here and get to talking to brothers on women and views towards women male female relationships you get out here and get fucked up really with what somebody might randomly say in verses in verse what you're trying to do or what you're in the midst of in your personal life and the shit that they say really doesn't help with what you're living or what you're experiencing or what you're in the midst middle of and you just can't change course because you was talking to some fucking idiot at the barbershop who has nothing or doesn't have the same skin in the game doesn't have the same shit to lose uh so again you got to be literate with the information that you hear and receive and process you you do and um 
so I, it, it really wasn't to it, I really didn't bring up his my man's situation for the the fact of talking about what didn't work or worked or changed or failure or whatever whatever uh i was blown away at the brother's value that he had towards towards it towards the you know towards a concept or an institution like marriage but moving on um so this week i wrote in my this is my birthday weekend i turned 46 yesterday yada 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 um I wrote in my second um metric century, which is 62 miles. I might have said 63 last week, whatever, whatever. But um the club that I ride with on Tuesdays and Thursday nights here in Dayton, Ohio, uh they had their signature ride, which is like their annual event. People come in from Cincinnati, um, Columbus. I don't think I really met anybody from Columbus yesterday. Uh, we had some people in from Cleveland. I heard some people from Memphis were here. A group from Chicago was here. A pretty sizable group from Chicago was here. Milwaukee, four or five cyclists from Milwaukee were here. I heard somebody from Atlanta was here. I didn't see them. Um, a lot of local riders. Kind of not the same turnout as the um, the event from the previous week where I rode my first metric century. Um but uh you know participants had the option to do a like a family ride for like 15 or 17 miles or something um there was a i want to say there was a 40 mile ride an option for a 40 mile ride there was another option for uh the, the metric century but i think it ended up being like a 66 mile ride and then a century, a hundred mile ride. There were some people, some riders or cyclists who chose to do that. Um, I'm only bringing up cycling and, I, I, you know, a couple of brothers who have listened to the, the pod. I don't really share it. And, you know, I ain't out here while we climbing up some hill talking about brother. If you check out uh, It's Always Personal, uh, my podcast, I, I don't really do it like that. And I'm not trying to chase uh, a new audience or anything. I'm really continuing to bring up cycling because I think it's a very unique and beneficial um, potential tool or means, a means for individuals to stay in shape. And I, I really want to stress it to any any black, I'm assuming, the majority of the people who would listen to my podcast, I'm assuming based on the titles, the topics that I'm discussing, I'm assuming um, it would be uh, black listeners. I really would just like black people to know about a great option um, from a number of different angles why cycling could be beneficial to you. And I, like I said, it doesn't matter if you get a bike off the rack at Target or um, Walmart or um, here in Ohio and Michigan, you know, there's a lot of Myers. If you got one off the racket at Myers and just started riding around your neighborhood, it could be like a gateway. You know, they have gateway drugs. Like it could be a gate. Even just that move could be a gateway into like fully harnessing like the potent the power 
of what cycling could be uh, if, if you're trying to work on your life. And let me say this, man. I've been... I live on a... Um, in my development, just kind of the, the way that my house is situated. Um, so the back in the back of my house is the common area where people can walk along the parkway that connects, um, that runs from... Um, what does it run east west across my neighborhood and connects the two major thoroughfares or throughways, whatever they call it, the, the two major roads that bracket my division, which is like a two and a half mile run between the two. So even if somebody just cycled up and down that two or three times and rode, you know, six miles or eight miles or whatever, that's great exercise. Um, but from my window, in my bedroom um, I can look out of my patio Door And a lot of times On Saturday and Sunday morning I see a lot of my white neighbors Walking Jogging Cycling And I'm bringing this up because You really have to be Intentional And mindful about Your fitness And I think Um I don't know if, again, with who you grow up around, what the popular topics are in your circles and, and, and how you were reared and what's what. I don't know if our community has always really made like basic well-being a, a real priority. And it's just always been That's just been odd to me Since we've been in this house The last three years And this is just moving over From our last house Which is like a mile and a half away But it's in a different neighborhood Different types of home homeowners Different dem demographics at play I didn't notice this, Kind of the same thing But over here in this neighborhood If you take a look at What the starting houses The cost of the starting houses uh, Being on the Facebook page and seeing kind of what the backgrounds of some of my neighbors is some different attitudes at play. And that's one thing that I've I, like, again, I've noticed that by eight o'clock and I know what me, I know what me and my spouse do, how we don't utilize our time the way some of our counterparts do. And, um, and I was thinking about before I even brought this up. I got I had this Indi, this India real dude from India. I think is his background, his ethnicity. Um, when I I used to, he was a, a work contact, and he would tell me he would get up in the morning and walk like ten miles before he went to work. I'm like, damn, ten miles before you go to work? Like, what time are you waking up? But dude is thin. You know what I'm saying? And just i'm a sponge man people say shit to me and i hold on to it for different reasons but anyway i just want to i just want to keep reiterating about cycling because it's something that, that people could add into their lives it doesn't have to be you don't have to go out and ride for 60 something miles you don't have to go out and ride for two hours uh like i said just riding three or four days a week at a real casual pace you don't have to be wearing all this this expensive ass cycling shit that I went out and bought. You don't need, I don't you don't really even need a fit you don't even need a fitness tracker or a fitness watch. If you just bought a watch and just rode the bike for I mean if you just bought a, a bike 
and rolled that joint four or five times a week for 30 minutes, I think it could change. I think it could improve your health. Now, if you did spend a couple of bucks or, or used a, uh, maybe you could even find a, a, a free phone app. And if you actually looked at what your cal- what it says are your estimated calories that you burn in that 30 minutes, I'm willing to bet that it would, it would, it would easily exceed anything that you could achieve walking and possibly jogging. Um, I think you might be able to do a little bit better with some forms or some kind of jump roping program. I think you would do excellent if you had access to, uh, you know, a pool that would allow you to swim, you know, laps and whatnot. But other than that, I mean, you could, I'm, you know, that's what that's what and I'm, that's what I'm saying is the simplicity of cycling. I just don't think there's anything that rivals it. But again, a lot of us could be, all of us are really limited to what we get exposed to. So, you know, shout out to the people who, for however it happens, for one reason or another, if you are exposed to different stuff, different hobbies, different passions, different interests, whatever, whatever, if you're exposed to these things and you take notice of it and give it a shot uh, and, and, and find and somebody introduces something to you that's beneficial to your life for because these people could I invite you out to do dumb shit, time consuming shit, time wasting shit, um, so on and so forth. So. Really for me, like I said, man, cycling. One, my second or third. You can go back to the on the playlist. My second or third, no more than my than later after than after my fifth episode. I think I did a a, um, a show where I was, you know, I was very honest about struggling with my weight and trying to find a viable way to do something about it. And um. One brother texted me and was like, man, if you really like, because I was talking about the Kevin Hart, help me, help, you know, this, the Kevin Hart joke. And I think this brother thought I was being serious that that's, maybe I'm more of an actor than I think I am because I convinced him that I was really messed up with this. But really, I was just trying to convey that some of us get in bad situations with stuff and you really need like I said you need a viable way to 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 do something and change something and to improve an important or crucial part of your life and um that's where I was at that episode I was north of 275 probably here it is you know a year later or so a year and three or four months I'm down to 247 and the one thing that changed was cycling. Changed my diet a little bit. I'm a craft beer guy. I've, I've kind of my consumption of craft beer has been down significantly. Um, and I think, you know, for yesterday, I spent four, that's two weekends in a row where I spent four hours on a bike in total. 
in one day four hours on the bike uh both of these last two weeks i want to say i rode at least three days straight one week and i think four days straight this week all two hours or more on the saddle i think when you invest that type of time in something like when you go to do other things you would kind of be mindful like not to undo what you did you know not to squander any gains that you might have achieved by sitting down and eating you know five slices of pizza four slices of pizza um so it's it's just kind of been getting out there working my ass off staying on the saddle and it's you know sometimes it's a it's a casual ride sometimes it's sometimes it's it's just uh, i might i might ride for an hour but just manage my effort level so but anyway let me you know let me move on i'm already at like 45 minutes um i had a good time man um very diverse crowd um i've mentioned before that that men tend to be one of the loneliest um one of the loneliest groups of people in the world and and we've you know all of this 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 uh focus on uh mental health and whatnot um you know the last couple years last few years uh Men have, have, have been one. I told you I went to this men's retreat or men's meeting um, a few years ago now, maybe four years ago at this local church. And that was one of the stats that they had where like men 35 and up or something or 37 and up are about the loneliest demographic, you know, in the, in, in the country and whatnot. And as a result, a lot of negative shit is born out of that reality. And um, like I said, man, to get out there, and I, I since I'm the, a, a newcomer, and I just pay, I just paid my membership to be a part, you know, to, to pay my twenty five dollar membership to be in the major tailor. But you know, I'm not involved in the, the leadership. You know, I don't lead the rides. I haven't been around the other local cycling clubs. I haven't been a point of contact for anything. Uh, the one brother in the group who's one of who's one of the ride organizers on Tuesdays and Thursday night, uh, just being with him at the last two events, you know, this dude is like the president. Everybody knows his name. Um, but what I'm getting at is, you know, just to sit there, man, and it's a bunch of brothers greeting one another as men. How you doing, brother? Good to see you, brother. Haven't seen how you doing this year. How you been on the bike th- this year? You know, what kind of miles you getting in? Are you going to this ride in Atlanta called the One Love? Did you participate in this? Oh, you got a new bike. Um, you know, check-ins and updates on older members, older cyclists and stuff. It's just been awesome to sit back and observe that type of camaraderie. Um, I don't know if that always exists everywhere. So, uh, getting out there and then just lastly, man, just, uh, you know, personally, um, like I said, I'm not going to do updates every week. Um, I just had, I just had a nice improvement from my first metric century to my second one. Um, 
like I said, some of the brothers in the club, man, are, that are very strong cyclists, very strong riders. You know, being out with them away from our uh, our club rides, and actually, when you go to some of these events, like I said, man, that you know, a different version of some of these brothers show up, and they they ride harder. Or, you know, because when we're on our weekly, you know, our rides throughout the week, you know, we had, they call it regroups where, and there's people that do sprints and whatnot, but the rides are uh, publicized or when they post, it's a no drop ride. Like you don't leave people behind. You don't drop uh, the people who have shown up to ride. You don't drop them. And so when, when the group gets separated, over the course of a two hour ride at different points, you know, people stop and wait for the others to catch up. And so, you know, you build up some confidence in that's in that scenario. But you go out to these different events and dudes are trying to they trying to do, you know, uh what do they call that shit? PRs, whatever performance record, your best performance record or your I think that's what PR stands for. But you know, people are tracking all of this shit. You got bike, you got a cycling computer on your bike. You got people got fitness watches. Uh, shit, even if you just know you left at seven and got back at nine thirty, you know, or you got back at ten fifteen. Last time you got back at ten forty five. You know, people, you know, it's a purpose to this shit. And so when you get out here at some of the different events, and you know, you got people in town and. They the, the 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 funny thing that some of the women that some of the females were mentioning were uh, that testosterone started. It's just like softball. It's just like basket pickup basketball at the court or in the open gym. It's just like the bowling league that I used to scratch bowlers. It's that it's just like golf. It's just like uh, at the pool hall with the with the pool league, the big sticks, the big balls, the big bite. The big bat is level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's levels in the shit. And so, um, but the dope thing, like I said again with cycling, man, um, I had some specific improve areas of improvement that I was focusing on. And I just rolled my race. You know, and I ended up um I ended up dropping off from like I'll call them our A group. Shout out to those brothers who, you know, basically put on a show. With uh, you know, with 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 what they, how that how hard they rode and how fast they were, but then I was, I was like I said I was looking at, let me ride more consistent for these these three and a half hours these these three hours and forty five minutes, um what can my average miles per hours be for the entire ride, how am I feeling at the end of the ride, um. How did I handle most of the the climbing and the hills? Um, just how do I feel physically? How do I feel afterwards? Um, how did I, I said last week? I think I was twenty four. I came in. I think last week I came in sixteen minutes. That just doesn't. My math does not. Yeah, I came in like sixteen minutes after everybody. And I think this week I came I came in maybe nine minutes, you know, so I shaved five to seven minutes or whatever it was on being behind a group, which is cool. 
But um, it was other little things, like I said, it was, uh, that I looked at that were important to me. But the main thing was I finished strong. I wasn't feeling uh, fatigued or stressed or uh, broken down like I did last week. Um, I got in with uh, this cat from Cincinnati and this female. She ended up getting a flat tire. Now, I'm going to say this and then I am going to move on. Um, so I rolled strong and with the with the A group, we, we, we were tight going through the first segment. And even I'm like in the, I might have been, we were riding double like two abreast. Two on the front line Two on the the second line Two on the third And it maybe was Nine of us Or ten of us At one point Like I said I was like Riding in the two hole And I'm hanging with the group I'm feeling good Well that shit was short lived And I knew it was (laughs) I knew it was gonna be Um, But we came out of this little We came out of the first rest area And you know My body just From that break didn't really recover to to get back into that type of pace and then the terrain changed a little bit and yada 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 and as soon as we got into that next segment i dropped from like the two hole back to like 15 feet behind the whole group uh fortunately at this time this uh the one female that was riding with her her tire went flat her rear tire went flat and um, now the group is pulling away. And so I dropped back with her and she was like, can you look at my rear tire? I feel like it's flat. And I look back there and I'm like, yeah, I think you do have a flat. Funniest shit of the day. She says, um, Reggie, can you run up there and let them know? <laughs> run up there and let them know or ride off and let them know. They way down the road now. And, and you know, and getting to their top pace you know I, I really don't have much gas to to like go make up that type of gap at that particular time and when i'm like sis it might be me and you resolving this issue because so anyway i take i turn back around i'm like let me go try so um i do i am fast enough you know i get a little bit of energy to go rush and get the uh the guy this last guy named Ralph also from Cincinnati. And he had said something earlier. I think he was like, I think him and the female, her name is Kim. I think they have like a a good history with each other. And he had said something about her previously. So I yell out to him. This is the importance of getting in new situation and ask, asking people their names, you know, and communicating with others. But I'm like, I'm still a a little, you know, 20 feet behind him or something. And kind of at the edge of when I'm about to shut this shit down and just go back and help her change his tire. And um, I yelled and I'm like, hey, Kim's tire's flat. And, um, you know, he turned around and was like, yeah, let's go take care of it. And everybody else just took off down the road. So anyway, I ended up riding with them. And I think this was like a little bit of good luck for me because obviously I wasn't going to be able to maintain that A group pace. Um, and I'm looking down like, damn, this is just first the, the first third of the ride. Ain't no way it ain't happening. And it's it's stupid to even expect, you know, to make that type of jump. But anyway, when we do get back on the road, along with taking that seven minutes or you may, I don't think it was quite 10, but with getting that that moment 
uh, once we, we restarted, it was the perfect pace for me and like the right level of rider. We just we rode at a pace that was that was a challenge. It was legitimately it was a challenge for me, but it was um, it wasn't above like where I was just drowning. So anyway, I got to ride the rest of the ride at this great pace um, here and there on some of the hills where I fell back. You know, they waited for me a little bit or whatever, whatever. It wasn't like we just going to keep pushing you until you just give out. And so anyway, I ended up having my uh, a better time for the uh, for the total ride, and then the miles, my average mile per hour was better than what I did in my first one. And even in finishing up the race, I was feeling a lot stronger. Um, I felt like I could have rolled another ten or fifteen miles or something. And that's honest. I, I, honestly, uh, that's a goal for the end of the season is to go ahead and get my first hundred mile ride in. Um, they call that a century And uh, so anyway Like I said I, I didn't want to spend a whole bunch You know uh, A whole bunch of time on it But I do want to continue to Just Reiterate That um, The benefits of cycling And It's a sport you can grow with uh, You can have all kind of different workouts it could it's, it's, I just don't see anything else Being as versatile You know if you go to CrossFit You gotta pay that mem- that, that Membership a monthly membership um, You know you gotta Be indoors some people don't like CrossFit cause you really gotta work with Others you get in there and they got the work Out of the day or whatever And you might get partnered up or, or Whatever you know Again, cycling, you can do whatever the hell you want to do, pretty much. So, uh, that's it, man. The rest of that, you can check it out on my Instagram page. Um, I did create like a burner account where I tried to keep my cycling limited to, but I have said quite a bit of stuff on my normal, on my regular Instagram page at waterbed underscore reg reg. And, um, you know, you can check out some of my updates over there. I won't continue to go as in depth with the with the stuff, but um, I am gonna in the future. I still will aim to speak with um, some other individuals that are doing something with cycling on some level. I will seek out some of those guests from time to time and uh, get into it. I'm gonna get back. I'm going to take my break and come back and run through these three topics fairly quickly. I'm going to try to keep that to 30, 35 minutes. I saw a brother the other day, uh, Rob Parker, who's on Fox Sports Radio with uh, Chris Broussard. And, you know, he was saying if anybody's podcast is two hours, he's not listening to it. I think he does like a 30 minute thing. And um, I get it. I get it. But I will say. Look at the topics of what somebody is talking about, especially if they have guests. Look at the topics and listen to something, you know, and make your decision of whether or not to listen to a podcast based it on the topic. And you're not handcuffed, you know, you're not obligated to finish a whole two hours. Just listen to the hour. Just listen to the to the 40 minutes, you know. 
That's why I put segments in, into the show where I try to. So anyway, let me do this this break, and I'm gonna come back get into this, and um, mainly gonna focus on this this Maya Moore situation, and get on out of here. On and just the, the other side of this break, it's always personal. Okay, listen, so I jumped into some weekend stuff, some personal stuff, um, some entertainment topics. I uh, told you what I had going on, like I'm all that important, yada, 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 my cycling stuff, um, so on and so forth. Um, I did want to come back. So I learned some new stuff that I didn't know last week, and I hate to, you know, give out bad information. It was the information that I had to work with at the time, but I wanted to circle back around and clarify something. So in speaking on the Maria Taylor situation and Rachel Nichols over at ESPN, you know, the one thing where this became an issue was where this conservative sports, um, the conservative sports media jumped all over the fact that, you know, they turned this into the whole culture war, black versus white thing and was like how's it feel rachel nichols to to be to be to be bending over backwards for black people and black americans and you know to, to be into the whole woke thing and to not challenge these these uh these nba guys and and not to tear them down and question them on this off the court stuff this their views of you know their non-basketball views you over here endorsing all of this and being an advocate and now they turned on you they've chosen maria taylor over you and your white self and your whiteness and that's why you shouldn't be on that side of that's what they did with it um so anyway what i the detail that i didn't know last week when i spoke about this was that the audio that leaked was a year old a year or more old and so at this point, there really is no relationship between um, Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols. I'll say it again. You know, I didn't really have a problem with Rachel, with Rachel, with what Rachel Nichols said. You know, that's her livelihood. And I think being that she didn't know, I think it, I think it's emblematic of the fact that I think Rachel Nichols is a pretty decent, pretty cool person, because for her not to know that she was being taped, she could have spoke. She could have called Maria Taylor all kind of name out, you know, out name out of her name, and the, the discussion could have been completely different. There's some thoughts out there that she, in a in, in like a massaged way or a softened way, that she said Maria Taylor only was only was moving where she was moving at ESPN because she was black or because ESPN was trying to appease certain demographics or cuz there was the comment in there in the, at the end that ESPN is feeling some kind of pressure. Again, I don't know what the hell that pressure is and what it would have been a year and a half ago. I guess maybe as this whole as the whole BLM thing was taking off, but um basically, you know, Rachel Nichols was just like, "I I've cut my teeth and I I've paid my dues." And like my performance of my duties isn't negligent or horrible. How am I the one that's moved out for her to move in? But 
people can go you can take whatever side you want to take there um and i'm gonna be honest you know i still stand by the fact i i don't know that maria taylor is markedly better than rachel nichols I don't know if she's less than Rachel Nichols. I just, I was cool with what Rachel, uh, the years that I seen her on the jump and doing her thing and her NBA coverage, I didn't have any issue with what she was doing. I thought she did a fairly good job. Maria Taylor, despite her different roles and and her travels and, you know, her different duties and, and hosting that she served in, I don't think I really picked up on what her, uh, you know, what her uh, standout quality is. And then lastly, I'm going to say this and, 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 and keep it a buck totally. And this this is this this is really being honest. Um, Maria Taylor's her her look with like the European beauty standards or trying to have like this white girl hairstyle with the with the, the hair all down on the shoulders and the curls all on the, the shoulders and all of that like visually that's a turn off for me i'm gonna be honest with you now that doesn't mean i say she's trash yada or whatever whatever but i'm just saying like i'm just not into fake shit and now where we are with you know a lot of these personalities have youtube i mean have have uh instagram pages and whatnot like fake shit just is a turnoff for me i've said before like Jalen, now that i'm 46 just just celebrating my 46 and seeing how much gray i have in my beard and my hair and i'm looking at Jalen, who was like a freshman at Michigan when I was a sophomore or junior in high school and I'm sitting here and you all dark in the face and in the hair no receding hairline what's so like I'm, I'm looking at Jalen and you know in a certain in a certain light so I don't know man I, I've never really been huge on Maria Taylor because of that but I've tried to put that aside to listen to what she's talking about. And like I said, I just, I don't think that she's really covered anything that's really just grabbed me um, and brought me on as a fan. Um, where, but like I, like I said, I like Monica McNutt. I like Lisa Salters. It's another few females here and there that I, that I rock with. Um, I just I haven't seen I haven't seen the the boost that 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 Taylor brings to being in the mix enough. So and then the the lastly what also has transpired was like since this audio came out um and that's another thing that the conservative sports media was like no way in the hell you can pay Maria Taylor seven more million dollars than what she's worth i'm really not gonna get into the to the to the uh the discussion of what maria taylor is and isn't worth because honestly a lot of the media that i've checked out since i have been writing on since i've been writing online myself a lot of people that are in certain places or on certain platforms 
they really aren't that fantastic themselves. And some of the people that I hear speaking on Maria Taylor the loudest and the most negative, they aren't that dope at their craft to to, to really be saying anything about her, to be honest with you. Um, And a lot of people can say things and, and do videos a lot better than what they can actually write. Um, so, um, I don't, I don't know where that goes, but they took Maria. So Maria moved in to the, uh, and I think I might've mentioned this week, this, uh, uh, that might've been a day after was when it first, when I first saw it after I posted the podcast, Maria is actually now in the studio doing the, the finals hosting and um, well, maybe I said Rachel was the, was the was the sideline reporter, but now this week, right? Yeah, I did. Right, but the, the new development is Rachel was not even on TV no more right now. That's where we are with that. Rachel has been is no longer on TV while they sort through this, and I guess why. And then lastly, Maria Taylor's deal like is on the cusp of being up. And what will be And it is really not that big a deal Whatever they decide to pay her It ain't my money It ain't my money Uh, The other news with Sha'Carri Richardson um, The interesting thing this week Was that She was left off of the Olympic team Altogether And to be honest with you I know I already went through The people who want to the people who want to be, you know, black girl magic, let her run, hashtag let her run. And she did nothing wrong. And, and, you know, just extreme pro Shakari. Um, I think that the, 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 the people, the decision makers did a pretty decent job uh, in, from this standpoint. Shakari Richardson had her slot. She had what she was going to do in the Olympics as part of the team. And I I think something is to be said where she went out and chose to make her mistake. She owned that mistake and then had the or had the, uh, the, the decision makers chosen to put her on the team. And then there's this chain reaction that now other people who did the right thing and who went about their business correctly now you're and they thought they were going to the Olympics and now if things get shuffled around and reconfigured now you're going to take away from someone to cap I mean to you know to capitalize on Richardson what she can actually do on the field but now you eliminate the opportunity that somebody else had earned and I think her actions kind of forced their hand to decide in the way that they did to leave her out. Um, and I just think this, you know, consequences, repercussions, um, fallout, impact. I think all of these things, you need decisions like this to remind folks of why you got to do the right thing for your particular situation and quit thinking that. I can go out here and do whatever I need to do and somebody's going to overlook or they're going to fix it. They're going to shuffle it. Or everybody is not always going to get the hookup. I mean, shit here, even with the, if this past election, you still saw a guy who fumbled some things 
couple of different areas probably and cost himself the election and then wanted to go back and say some a bunch of bad shit or foul shit happened and give me a redo and help me out and it was like when people when the right people tried to look into it as far as what we know here today nobody could find anything to undo what the results were reported to be and so again sometimes you don't get a second chance to fix something or do the right thing and um, so I I, 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 I kind of stand by them with nah we so and before I get to the last part of that before I get to Maya Moore the one thing that was troubling to me this this uh, this outlet that I followed something 19th or the 19th um, it's like a liberal leftist type outlet I, I I guess and they went to throw a story out there maybe within the last 24 hours that Shakari Richardson was failed the system failed her and something one of the quotes was that somebody that they talked to for their article they said that it was easier for her to get marijuana than for her to get a black therapist they specifically said black therapist and I'm sitting here like hold the fuck up you mean to tell me now that Shakari Richardson's situation requires specifically required a black therapist that was that was the only person that could help her in that in that moment was a black therapist I'm like come on man y'all taking this shit too far man quit playing with me Y'all taking this shit too far. To part, my my response to some of that would be like, why didn't Shakari Richardson talk to any of her black friends? Why didn't she talk to any of her black teammates, black coaches? And I'm saying this because shout out to Gabby. I'm gonna say her name is Gabby Douglas. That sounds like the the Olympian. I mean the uh, the gymnast though. But um. She's on the track team running in the maybe she's a hurt. No, she's a 200 meter racer, I think. But she put on her post that like, you know, basically it's messed up that all these black people will now want to boycott the Olympics. And not support all of us other people who didn't do any. We didn't do anything. And now you don't want to watch us and support us and root us on. That's that's failed. That's bad logic to me, but but whatever. Um anyway, I'm cool with that. I did, you know, so the, and, and and that was the article by the 19th. It pointed out that Naomi Osaka was done wrong for being fined and her situation wasn't handled correctly. I'm not going to revisit that. And then they said also Brianna uh, Mc, uh McNeil the hurdler who who won the last gold medal uh, in the in that in that event at the Olympics? She is serving a, a, a five. She's not long. She's no longer facing. She's serving a five year ban that could cost her the next Olympics, and that's because she was not available for a random test, USADA or anti doping test, and I think she was actually home but was recovering from a an abortion that she did not want to divulge 
as they were doing the investigation for this and looking into this matter but she just didn't take this test when she was supposed to be available to take it and out of for me out of the three women and the three situations that they that the 19th discussed i think Brianna McNeil is the one that needs the most that has the most legitimate grievance or has been kind of screwed over and I'm hopeful that they can look into that and um, and, and fix that you know somehow um, speaking of Naomi Osaka she accepted an award I think best female athlete I don't know what you put into the ESPYs. I don't even think I've ever, I've ever watched the ESPYs, to be honest. But of course, the thing was on Instagram with the clip from YouTube, I mean, from ESPN, she showed up and did a, a small speech at this. And on the comment section of the video on ESP, on the ESPN Instagram account, it was like, so you can do this speech, but you can't answer some post match questions that sparked off all kind of whatever whatever i'm not even gonna revisit that um again and sitting here and watching ash barty when um wimbledon i just felt like we were robbed and i'll just say this and to move on you know we sit here now with with um serena the way that this might have been her last wimbledon and it ended with her withdrawn due to an injury on the on the court she would love to have another Wimbledon and here it is whether or not I believe Naomi's mental health the severity of it whatever whatever I believe I just hope 18 20 years from now if if Osaka is here with some kind of needing a you know needing another may another grand slam another open whatever for some career defining whatever I'm just hoping it doesn't come back that, you know, we're back in 2021. You, you had whatever the, 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 the circumstances happened, you missed this opportunity. I just hope that's not the case. Um, I want to say that's about it on all of that. And I just wanted to get to this Maya Moore thing. I actually want to play Maya Moore. Um, I'm gonna let you hear her words. And they took it. Oh, that's, that's messed up. I had it queued up. I didn't want to stop the, uh, the the recording again to find it, so I apologize. Let me get right to this. Um, here we are. Check this out. Aspects of sports. The sacrifice of comfort for a greater level of skill. The sacrifice it takes to work together as a team so everyone can shine in their gifts. These sacrifices we make in sports are great, but I would invite you to see them as just pointers to the sacrifices of life that matter most. The ones that are centered around helping each other live to the fullest. Sacrificing the power you have to humanize someone else. Power is not meant to be gripped with a clenched fist or to be hoarded, but power is meant to be handled generously 
so we can thoughtfully empower one another to thrive in our communities for love's sake, championing our humanity before our ambitions. Sacrifice is one of the most... Hey, man. Whatever, if you disagree, you agree. Like... I'm sorry. That's what I mean. For her, for what she just said. Shout out to her, man. For for me to watch her the last 18, 20 years, what, 16, whatever it is. Um, shout out for her being able to speak and put that thought together, you know, and to deliver that acceptance speech for the um what's my man's name? Um, damn, the tennis player. Arthur Ashe shout out to her for just for being able to speak and then what she did again she set out to go to work on that on her husband's her now husband's behalf and and rectify that situation she wasn't hurting she didn't hurt anybody else she didn't it didn't affect anybody else she didn't take no money from anybody she didn't start no hashtag campaign she didn't launch i mean she had an agenda she she moved forward on her agenda going back to the definition that i read and she carried out that agenda and it wasn't even that she disrespected the um the woman who was killed i think it was a robbery that her it it was a robbery that ended up in a homicide or something she just did her thing Now, what pissed me off is now when I looked at it, when I watched the video, Maya has a little extra weight in her face um, from when she was playing ball. Um, Her arms, you can see she's probably put some weight on in her arms. She's healthy. I don't mean fit. She's put on some weight. Um, I wouldn't have commented it. I wouldn't wouldn't have commented about it on the thread though like i said people that's what social media is man is people say the first thing that comes to their mind and you want jokes and you want clicks and you want likes and that shit will generate a response on that and that we can't control that we can't eliminate that from happening in social media like i said i i saw it but i'm sitting here like she's been away from the game she's enjoying life with her husband she still looks she's still a very beautiful woman and she did something that she did something that mattered the person that made that comment probably hasn't done shit in life probably hasn't taken a second to give a shit about nobody in her in their life um but i thought that was well said um she continues to and so she won the award for her work with criminal justice reform I've said this before, man. Every year we have every, it seems like it seemed like last year, maybe it was just quiet enough to notice, but it felt like every other month I saw some by some inmate who was freed, who was set free every other month. And I believe in all instances, maybe not one of them. It was a black man who had been wrongfully convicted. And I told you, if you haven't seen the movie, um, what is it? More Mercy or whatever that was with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. More Mercy. 
whatever it was looking at that movie and then looking into the story of the the lawyer the real life lawyer Maya Moore is winning and that's another thing what I, what I took away from it really in looking at her her physically was just the hard work that these athletes put in even away from boxing when I talk about when I cover and talk about a lot of boxing the focus on diet and staying fit and avoid you know when she doesn't obviously when she doesn't have a season to prepare to prepare for and to be ready for shit gets out of control and this is what I'm telling you with my thing and what I said in the, in the, in the episode last year was like focusing on other areas of life and fighting for what I was fighting for and podcasting vlogging and and covering boxing for a couple different websites I put aside and took the focus off of what I was eating and drinking and turned around and was 17 pounds from 300 so seeing her that just cemented like shit if you get out here and, 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 and get up into enjoying your life a little bit too much things can get can get out of can get a ride can go awry you know and you gotta be on a damn bike for four for four hours on a saturday morning at 6 a.m um i i forgot to touch base on this gwen berry situation i'm gonna knock this out real quick and get on off of here you know so gwen berry like i said is the hammer thrower and then um they turned her back on the uh the national anthem and then what this became wasn't a segment on Fox. I saw this from Tiffany Cross, from Miss Tiffany Cross, where it was a couple of, uh, you know, it was a couple right wing conservative. I think one of them might have even been an elected official. He made a solid, the guy made a solid point. Like, you know, his opinion was if you're only a U.S. Olympic team is that you should honor the United States and you should you know the flag and the whole the whole shoot match and then another the, the female says something that was a little bit more stupid to me I don't even I don't remember what what she said but what I was getting at was I just feel like man as a as a black American it's it's just this weird existence man because what the sister said in her justification of why she turned her back makes sense and i've talked about that on here before and we you know this is why i had the reaction i had on the january 6th episode or the episode where i talked about the events from the insurrection stuff or the white house or the uh the the, uh capitol building situation when i spoke about that um this the gwen berry's comment was something to the effect of by me knowing the verses, the word, the the second, I, I don't know if it's the second or third, but the the thing that we get up and sing at the event, at the sporting events, and at at wherever, that's not the only verse to the national anthem. For one, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, secondly, Francis Scott Key or Francis Key Scott, whatever his name is, supposedly he wasn't all that fond of. He was on some, you know, founding father shit with the negro the black 
the black person, the black man being inferior, the black race being inferior to the white. And so then he gets into his song and he said he, he has a lyric in there talking about the slave being involved in helping the ops, the, Brit, the, the British army and whatnot. And um, Gwen Berry was just like, with that, with that reference to people who look like me and my people, I'd be a damn fool to sit here and respect and pay respect to that song and that author that creator of that song because i think at first what it was a poem and then it was turned into song lyrics i don't i don't recall but i'm just saying man i think when it's that's just that's just a part of existence if you're if you if you're black and you live in america like it's all this shit that happened in the, in the beginning and like I said, with more and more people going to college, more and more people having better, you know, literacy being better, people have, being able to comprehend what the hell they read, people looking into how stuff happened, people looking at real history. I just don't understand how you can expect somebody to stand up and put their hand over their heart and not say, hey, this shit really, this shit really don't isn't rocking with like the person that wrote this shit I understand what the attitude was at the time but that's just a position that we it can't be any compromising on that's just my stance on it I understand somebody that feels that way now fixing it addressing it correcting it that goes to what Barack Obama said in the last sit down. I want to say that might have been with Stephen Colbert. Might have been the, the clip that I watched. But he was like, a lot of people want to change shit. A lot of people want to do shit. But the only way to get certain things, he was talking about reparations, I believe. The only way to get certain shit done expeditiously. Shout out to T.I. Or maybe not. Um. But the only way to get shit done is to get involved, to be a part of the machine that changes it, and then to go and you know to, to to write the law and to lobby to get the law passed, to get the shit done and and get it changed. It's not necessarily going to be sitting outside of the building yelling about changing. We need it changed. We want it changed. Somebody has to be in there doing the work, and I think uh, you know something is adjusting the national anthem um that's a lot last comment on it i think there's this misnomer out there with a lot of this shit is that if we agree to change some things if if we allow some things to be changed like some somebody is going to lose something and I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it earlier. They just announced the the, uh, the Washington football team is ready to announce. Will be ready to announce the new nickname or the new team name in early 22. And a lot of people commented on the Instagram page. Let's just go back to Redskins. And I don't even know what fucking point I was trying to make. So that's definitely time for me to shut this down. But um. 
I just I don't I don't know how that really gets <laughs> to sit in there and and because I said a couple episodes ago like Macy Gray wants to change the American flag and it's like man y'all trying to y'all trying to turn y'all trying to turn this country on its head but it, but to finish that thought to go to America the beautiful which is something I heard about in the seventh it was a push for that in when I was in the seventh or eighth grade or something. But to just make the decision to switch to America the Beautiful as the national anthem. Somebody's going to feel like they lost something in that happening. And I don't know if I really agree with that or not. Anyway, it's always personal. It's been real. My name is Wood. Let me get on off here. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, Holler at the show if you need to. Please leave that rating. Uh, Let me get on off here. Peace.